Hey, 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 what's going on, everyone? You are now listening to Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. Yeah. All right. Hello, 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 everyone. We are having another episode of Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown. And today's guest is Jennifer Hubs. Jennifer is a virtual peer support specialist with a focus in feelings. And I'm not going to butcher it. So I'm going to let Jennifer explain what that actually is. Yeah. So I really, I took that mostly from, so the, what, what my kind of core thing is right now is this breakfast and feelings check-in, which was that stream overlay that I showed you. And so I took my recently learned, well, recently when I started this, um, learned peer support skills. So I'm a certified peer support specialist. And what that is, is someone with lived mental health experience. um, And they just kind of use what they've learned to support others in their journey, sometimes similar, you know, just that lived experience aspect. Now a specialist or someone who's certified is someone who went through a little bit of extra training, not a, I mean, 40 hours of extra training to learn how to like listen to understand like like so much so that I made a freaking bookmark that says I will listen and we do listen with care connect and reflect ask and clarify respond with support and examine understanding I made this inspired by like the training because I was like why don't we know how to listen more? <laughs> you know, like, like I felt like I was just learning life skills if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, we learned how to, like, intentionally support others, learned how to share our story in, like, recovery nuggets so that it's not like you are taking over the story or taking over the conversation because you're supporting someone else. Um, And then also helps, uh, we've kind of learned how to help support, like, navigating systems, whether it's, like, insurance or trying to find different resources or providers and things like that. Um, And then just kind of generally supporting. Now, a lot of what I knew came, so I lost my, uh, I got this peer support. Do you edit this? <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out how far back to go or like if I just explain the, the title part. So do whatever you feel. Where this okay. is, this is, this, do whatever. Literally, I want you to be authentic as possible. Explain what you feel. Okay. All right. So, this new peer support training is coming from um, the pandemic started in 2020. Mm-hmm. I found this peer support job a week before the pandemic started um, called peer support specialist. And it okay. was a job. The job description said, use your lived experience to support others. And I'm like, Gotcha. (laughs) And I killed the interview and I was so excited. It was so amazing and it was really great. And then the pandemic hit and we had to start doing everything online. And um some I guess some more background context. I I graduated college uh with my bachelor's child adult and family services with a minor in event management, and then I had a job for one year full time. Um and then I had to quit that. And that was like, I was in my psychiatrist's office realizing that there's no accommodation that can be made to this job that will make it not burn me out the way it has. Mm. So that was the first and only job I ever got to quit. I then turned around and 
got fired from a job I had for three years for a one-off policy violation, never had been, been written up. Um, I then lost a job that I had had for a year, which was a mobile crisis responder, policy violation, never been written up, one-off. And then I, I was coming off of that, found this peer support job, like, oh my gosh, there's no way I can screw up using my lived experience to yeah. support another person, right? Wrong. Say more, what happened? So pandemic and social justice, and I'm in Iowa, and 90-day review comes around, and instead of going through my 90-day review that I tried really hard to be honest about, gave myself some C's, even some D's, and she handed me a picture of a social media post and uh, was like, uh, the board was really appalled, so um, this is a social media violation, so this is immediate termination. <laughs> Didn't even, like, go through my 90-day review with me. Wow. Uh, got me out the door saying she hopes I get help. I went back the next day at, yeah, mm -hmm. this is a mental health place that helps people with mental, you're hiring someone with live like, um, I come back the next day because I want that 90 day review. I saw she filled it out, but she didn't go through it with me. Every single box on that 90 day review that she checked was checked as unacceptable. She said I was not modeling recovery. I was not welcoming. I did not know the mission of, and I'll say it, NAMI. National Alliance on Mental Illness, like NAMI, no nationwide. Granted, it was our local chapter. Yeah. But NAMI is a very like core resource for people with mental illness in this country. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, she kind of sent me out like the other jobs that I had been fired from, like that first job that was a policy violation. I was crying and they were like, no, 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 Jen, you're not a bad person. In fact, you're a good person. You just can't do that here. A little um, context. It was a it was a, an NCAA thing. So there was really no thing around it. I just happened to do something that is good, but NCAA is not good. So there went that one. So like, I just continued to not fit in, right? Yeah. And I, I'm so grateful because in this peer support um, job, we got trained by a separate organization um, for the peer support certification. And the people that attended were from all different like organizations and stuff. And so I wasn't tied to NAMI with that. I got fired before I even got to take the test for that. And oh, I talked wow. to my trainers and they're like, it's fine. It's fine. Well, not really like they were apologetic, but they were like, what tends to happen is, is when these organizations hire peer supports, they tend to put other responsibilities on them rather than just being there and existing and supporting. So that would include things like, like some of the things on my 90 day review were like not getting these posts posted on time because mind you, pandemic means we closed. We had to start posting videos every day, posting posts every day, hosting Zoom sessions, sending them written letters every couple of weeks, like mm -hmm. multiple of them. Like, and so this job description just essentially changes in a matter of a week. Yeah. And all of this to say, I, in my peer support session, they introduced us to feeling words. They said, we're going to check in and check out of these uh, training sessions with how you're feeling. And we're like, huh? Oh, we're, we're good. And then they sent us this PDF uh, of feeling words. One page was feelings for, or words for when your needs are met mm -hmm. and words for when your needs are not met. And I was kind of, uh, I was like, oh man, oh, this is a lot. In the first few days, I kind of picked words like 
uncomfortable. Like I was trying to be honest. So like uncomfortable, um, interested, but like, it was kind of weird. It was new. And after a few days, I started to be like, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm feeling hopeful. And that's when it started to click to me that I'm like, dear God, not only am I labeling my emotions, but I'm starting to notice that I can do this. I'm naming this uncomfortable emotion or this uncomfortable feeling, but because I'm like looking at these words and taking some actual like intentional awareness, I'm also able to now see that there's this smaller voice or this smaller light that like, I'm also I'm also hopeful. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, it's like I broke into something that has been able to like, not every time, but like hold my larger emotions, I guess. Okay. Like I realized that I don't, I, I, I just essentially, I guess, don't feel as hopeless as I ever did. Okay. Okay. What, what, why were you feeling un uncomfortable? Like what so was uncomfortable that because it was a new training. Um, I was still employed at this time. And so I was still trying to get things done with that stuff, um, like making the posts and the videos and um, uncomfortable because new people mm -hmm. um, hoping that I do it right. Um, just uncomfortable because I didn't want to say good. Like maybe uncomfortable because I didn't know really how I was feeling okay um okay. but I like to note that part because I know that when like when I showed you my mood meter background when people see all these words it's like oh I didn't even think about how much more like specific I guess you can get when labeling these emotions yes yeah. um and so I use that to explain because I too was like wow this is a lot mm -hmm. but as I kind of practice it and so where I get this whole um, virtual peer support specialist is, is after I got fired from this last job, you, oh my Atlanta, I, I like lost myself. Um, okay. But Lord, like when you say you lost yourself, say, well, more. I didn't where, lose where did myself. I think I lost the rest of the gas that was there. However, since I had identified that I was kind of still feeling hopeful, it's interesting because even though I was as, like fired from three jobs, I graduated cum laude. Wow. Am I incompetent? Am I hard to get along with? Like never been written up? Yeah, they just, the what three jobs I, that just pulled the trigger off of. Never for impact, always for policy. And, and, and policy, social media policy? Like, are well, you the last me? one was social media specifically. The middle one was me being my neurodivergent self and being open. One day I said, I don't feel like myself or I feel off or something along those lines. And then the next day I was with a coworker and the next day, essentially I got pulled in by like HR and my boss. And they were like, so your coworker reported or we heard that you were feeling unsafe. And that is a immediate termination policy violation because if you're unsafe, you can't be unsafe around the clients. And I'm just sitting here like, do you understand that if I felt unsafe, I wouldn't even drive my car because I can't afford to fix myself, let alone get myself into anything else and how many times have I called in or rescheduled because I'm not having a good day because I did have a bad track record of that so you really think I'm going to work unsafe I I wouldn't have made it this far had I not made my case to the unemployment person because you get fired you don't get unemployment yeah but I made yeah. My case. 
So I got it for this one. That's and that's that, awesome. That's awesome. So that has been what's carrying me. Um, but I'm like down, down. And I'm like, well, I guess I got to do it myself. I guess I got to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, my partner who, who does music, he was watching someone like this famous music producer essentially spend eight hours a day on Twitch making beats and talking about it. And on Mondays, he would do these motivation Monday things. And that's when my fingers get itchy because it's like, haha, I can contribute to this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I started to see kind of the ability to community build. I had actually started, there were a couple of times where I was like, oh, I read this really good book and blah, 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 this. And so I would like direct message with a couple of them. And then there was one day that they talked about breakfast and everyone's like, oh yeah, I forget it or I ignore it or I get distracted or every reason. And I messaged a couple of the people I had met in there and I was like, would it be weird if like I went live sometime and the purpose was for us to stop now that I'm in this stream, I'm going to go get breakfast. And they were like, no, I don't think that'd be weird. That'd be kind of cool. So I kid you not, I went live the next morning with those two white blank PDFs of words, my camera, and a picture of my cat, and called it Breakfast and Feelings Check-In. Okay. I wanted to take my peer support skills that I had learned and just try to give it online. Mm -hmm. Because we're in the middle of a pandemic now. Like, there's, there's no finding physical space to try to hold this, even if I wanted to. Absolutely. So, and... That was one of the most life-changing things in the world because I kid you not, it, within like four months, I was, I was feeling so genuinely, so genuinely happy that I was concerned. I was like, why am I this happy? Am I potentially like manic right now? Like I've never, ever, ever, ever felt this good before. Mm-hmm. But that was the lockdown settling in, me getting my energy back from not masking my entire life, which I learned about during the pandemic Mm -hmm. I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was 22 so my senior year of college like I made it through college without accommodations and uh I didn't even quite under like I was like okay ADHD at least something to blame stuff on but it wasn't until the pandemic that it was like I started getting my energy back and started like finding myself and enjoying and (laughs) I slept in constantly always Mm -hmm. always always but when I started this breakfast and feelings thing I don't know. It just like flipped a switch in me. And all of a sudden, like, I've like, I've never missed an 8 a.m. weekday morning stream since I started two years ago next month. Two years. So you, you, you started your Twitch, Twitch channel two years ago, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. And never, and, and, and has, have never missed a day. That is there have been I there were a couple of times where I had to take a break, but it was like in tears break, don't want to miss it kind of thing. And then one time I one time I did get uh suspended for, for 48 hours, uh, which is a DMCA strike is what they call it, because you used uh I, I played an Iowa State football game because I thought I was a small enough streamer that they wouldn't notice me and they did. <laughs> So, so I did get banned, but, um, no, yes, I, aside from a week trip last November and like one other three day time, I've never taken more than like five days off at once. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, and that's, and you've been able to do that because of the way you're able to just be authentically yourself. 
and pour into your your listeners and your viewers and your streamers and and myself uh, really and 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 your and ultimately like I think yourself that is the that is the main like days when I don't stream people are like oh you're tired you don't have to stream it's okay and I'm like no you don't get it this fills my cup (laughs) yeah I would rather not do other things than you know not stream so it really it really changed my life which is hilarious since I feel like the first time I started like really making friends with people I I was really addicted to the internet uh when I was well I guess technically always I came through the generation that I am I feel like maybe two years before me and two years after me were like this five-year group that came up through the internet to where yes the online bullying was bad but we didn't have the aesthetic stigmas and stuff Mm -hmm. on us Mm -hmm. so it was like such new internet use that I benefited more than but basically every other teenager growing growing up with the internet now did before because I had a key to the internet and now I could make friends with people that I didn't know because everyone in my small town didn't like me anymore like so I I was weird I was I was annoying or I was clingy or I smelled or whatever I'm learning that yeah there were some bullies but I may not have been the weirdest person out there but because but I think yes I was weird I I was neurodivergent and so even if I was understood sometimes like I just always felt misunderstood Mm -hmm. and I just never felt like I fit in and that made me a teacher's pet that's what made me go so hard for my grades and stuff like I don't want to say I'm not that smart because I think we're all smart in a lot of ways but like (coughs) there's a lot of things that like I people will bring up in stream that it's like I feel like I learned that at some point but it's not there Mm -hmm. Hey, 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 y'all. Listen, it is time for some action. If you are enjoying the content that you've been listening to, I need you to rate and review. That's it. That's all. Make sure you go to wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate and review it for us. We appreciate you so much. Let's get back to some resilience. Mm-hmm. So... So uh, my question, right? And this is a a crazy question. Do you remember dial-up? No. Well, no. Uh, No. I was, I'd have to ask my mom because I'm almost positive we did have dial-up. But again, I think I'm in this like five-year group where you could have been just a little bit older than me and you do remember it. But I don't think I had a want or an interest to try to get on when dial-up was gotcha 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 yeah that was because I wasn't AOL I was MSN oh okay okay you (laughs) wait 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 I this conversation (laughs) I have never in my life in my my years of experience in this world I have never heard anyone um define like an era of the internet with AOL or MSN like that but it makes so much sense because I'm definitely I hear a lot of people talking about the AOL days and they're usually tied with dial-up but I'm sitting over here like I didn't have AOL and I don't really remember dial-up I really don't hear people talk about MSN as often and I think some of the people around my age 
trying to lie and say they used AOL to seem like they fit in. Uh, I really don't hear people say talk about like, MSN you, calls. You can't say you use AOL if you don't remember getting the discs in the mail. We got internet discs in the mail. Internet like, discs. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Long time ago. <laughs> no, that's funny though. Because okay. yeah, I like the go ahead. Yeah. So okay, let me pull it all back together. Virtual peer support specialist with a focus on feelings. Mm-hmm. Because I think that when you think about peer support groups, it's usually everyone kind of has their voice. Well, in my stream, everyone does have their voice, but they're not speaking it. They're typing it. And so everyone in the chat can still read it. Everyone in the chat, I read everyone's chats unless it's like super, super questionable. But mm-hmm. like there is still a difference compared to another group, but there's benefit because how many of the people that type in my chat would sit physically in a group and share that verbally? Um, And then I say focus on feelings because I think that primarily, I don't want to say that I'm a fit, cause like, mind you, I never even got to put my freaking training to action in person. Because of the pandemic. And the firing. And the firing. So technically, like I'm coming without, I don't technically have like experience, experience. Like work experience, as they would say. Gotcha. Okay. But um, your lived experience gives you that experience. I thought that was And cool. I'm pretty sure that it's essentially my way of talking about my own self and my own lived experience is what draws people in the most. Um, I can't wait until I find the words to be able to describe it because I know that there's no, like other people would have to just like it's just very it's just very magical mm-hmm. unexpected but feels really great so you're not even going to think about how it's weird anymore gotcha 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 um, and then i and focus on feelings because i don't want to say that i know how to solve everyone's and like dilemmas in fact i rely a lot and have great m- community members who will respond and i'll just read their response out loud Gotcha. So what are what are some of the topics you talk about um, on your stream? Well, so thank you for asking that. But also, I wish that it wasn't a thing because there's people who will choose a daily topic or a daily question or like a weekly topic or a weekly question. And that's something I've always strayed away from only because I've and I'm the kind of person who won't use my new stickers because I don't want to run out of them. So I'm or new anything. I don't want to use this because I'm gonna run out. I don't wear my clothes a lot because I don't want them to wear out. Like it's just weird. My own brain. Um, I don't. I I never wanted to be something where it's like I keep picking topics because I didn't want to run out. Gotcha. Okay, so it's just a free for all. Like we, you just talk about whatever anybody is thinking. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, it just really depends. Yesterday, someone came in. Um, I'm also like the biggest reason. My nickname was the plug when I was a student athlete mentor. Like that was the first time I got called the plug, which is hilarious because I didn't even understand what they meant. (laughs) But it's like I had a pencil or I was quicker at Googling something than they were or this, that, and the other thing. And then when it came to Twitch or my stream, it was like, oh, I have a book for that. I have a this 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 for that, like everything <laughs> highlighted. And um, I even so much that like I I I was I started painting watercolors because they had us 
send these cards to the peers for our peer center for the real job thing. And I was like, oh, I like watercolor. I'm going to make all these positive affirmation cards. Mm -hmm. So then again, when people would come in and say something, I'm like, I have a card for this. And I would like whip it up and show it to them. Now I've like expanded just everything that I have. And I have like things like these therapeutic cards, which I'll just show you one, for example, just has like a thing on it and says like, it's a drawing and this one says, I'm a work in progress and that's okay. But there's 64 of them and essentially it's like a, an emotional support animal type of idea and I'll shuffle them and it's almost like I treat them like tarot. I, I, I'm almost moving energy, I think, with them, honestly. And I don't know those things, but that's what others say. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. That makes um, sense, so that I, makes sense. So I just kind of like support and go with it. Yesterday's, can you, can you not please? Hello? Hi, monsters, but <laughs> you need something. You need something. Yes, love and affection. So, self talk in your inner voice. Everything I show you is backwards. Is it backwards? Nope. Okay, someone said it wasn't last time, so I was like, maybe it's not. Anyway, so self talk in your inner voice. Um, I don't know if you're on like social media a lot and. Uh, self-love rainbow used to be blessing manifesting she okay. makes um just a lot of like colorful posts but she has like tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of workbook things and yesterday someone was talking about how you know they felt like a failure and all these different things and I'm like this feels like a perfect opportunity to bring out this workbook and kind of walk through it and read through it with them because then it talked about like the different aspects of the inner critic and what is the source of that and who what did you who said that that made you start thinking these things and okay. it's just, so it's kind of just like resource and discussion and existing like I will say we also have a fart dictionary because mental health is heavy and we need to have comedic relief understand yeah I like to say that crying is like farting you have to let it out if you don't fart your tummy hurts and if you don't cry your heart hurts mm, I like that I love that that's like a uh, beans beans good for your heart that's that's very like come uh comedic relief is is necessary especially when you're talking about some pretty heavy topics, which I would think you talk about on your Twitch and, you know, someone brings it up. So it was good to be able to have those conversations, um, have those maybe sometimes uncomfortable conversations and you're able just to like throw a fart joke or like reference a fart and everyone busts out laughing. Like literally, because who literally. doesn't laugh at farts? <laughs> And even if you're, you know, even if you're the one person that ends up being annoyed, I think it's just, it's a good disruption in the energy in general. So even if you're like, meh, there's a shift in the energy that you're going mm -hmm. to be in, be a part of it anyway. Absolutely. So, absolutely. And then another thing, honestly, is Munster's really kind of the star. He every, so I have, I think like 20 different emotes. So if you like subscribe or you throw bits or all these different things to earn emotes, Munster is, I think maybe 15 of the 20 of them, wow. whether a different monster face or there's one where he's like bopping up and down. If you've ever seen Cat Jam, it's a monster version of Cat Jam. <laughs> like I have monster merch. I've seen um, some of your you posts. You probably saw my Instagram. Like, you have like a, 
like a t-shirt. He's got like a do-rag or like a scarf or something. I will say I didn't make that. Yes, it's a do-rag. Yes, it's a do-rag. My partner at the time made that. <laughs> I was cracking. That was mental health money and everyone went for it. And <laughs> it's awesome that you're able to, you're, what you're doing is you're literally taking your lived experience and holding space and, and holding space for others to do the same. Like how, how often awesome asking that? you how you are and referencing the feeling words, asking you like, if I know you well enough, I'm going to prompt you to try to give me something other than good. If you say good the first time, mm-hmm. in fact, that's how it, so after my training, before I started streaming, I would like go to my partner and he, I'd ask him how he was. And then he would say, and I'm like, no, no, no. And I would start handing like my partner and my friends and I'd be like no 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 look at these words how are you actually and now it's like I don't I can't answer people in the store or randomly without stopping and thinking and giving them a word and they're usually like hmm, good like they'll go a little further or they'll just take it in stride a lot of people are like well what if people don't want to know how I am I don't care if they don't want to know how you are they asked you I was about to say they asked you and I think that's People something that we greeting. don't do. We don't do a lot. Use a different greeting. Say something else. Say hi. Don't ask me how I am because when I tell you, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be prepared for what's And coming. then other people are afraid <laughs> of rejection and that's valid too. But again, you know, we can't control others' actions and that might make one say, well, then maybe I won't because I can't control their action. But it's like, either they're not going to ask you again how you are because of how you respond, which you know, might be hurtful, but also might be, well, they didn't care how I felt anyway. (laughs) And it's okay because their opinions really don't matter. There is no feeling or emotion that is negative. There are unpleasant and uncomfortable feelings, but there aren't negative feelings because is part of being human negative? Our feelings are part of being human, part of the human experience. And we feel a range of emotions Mm -hmm. at any one time, any, every single thing, like the, the air temperature change in a matter of minutes can make a difference. Yes. You know? Yes. So that's why I say focus on feelings because I feel like ultimately nobody around me has been as interested in it as I am. And it seems like whenever I come across, like, whether it's like an argument or a debate or how do we get better or how do we get here or how do we, how do we, how do we, and I'm like, well, you know how I found my awareness? Literally through checking in with feeling words. Mm -hmm. Like I just keep coming back and it's like, I don't even feel, I don't even want it to be like I'm promoting myself. So I, I feel weird, but it's like, it seems like everything it's like, oh, meditate on it or mindfulness. And it's like, how do you get started with those things? But when it comes to looking at a list of feeling words and, and, and stopping and taking a moment to be like, oh, how am I actually feeling? And maybe the first few times you're not as accurate, mm-hmm. but I, I don't want to say I can guarantee you, but I don't know how else I got gained the awareness that I have now to where I can see something that makes me clench my fist when I'm on Twitter and I choose not to respond to it because now I'm noticing how I'm feeling. Yeah, you, you, that's one of the, the biggest things. Um, last week, my episode was um, three things you can do to help strengthen your resilience. And one of them was self, that self-awareness aspect is like, oh, figure out when you're getting triggered. What is triggering you? Figure out why it's triggering you. Now you know how to navigate that. Now you know how to move forward. But if you're constantly trying to avoid it and you're not taking it seriously, you're going to keep running into the same 
the same situations, the same issues, the same problems. Because you're not noticing it. You're not noticing it and you're not, you're not learning a lesson that you're supposed to be learning in that moment, in that situation, because that's going to help you when you get to the next level. And that's where people get hindsight instead of the word in this, one of these books, I love hindsight not why did I do that but what was there for me to learn what oh no was there for me to learn okay you you pause a little bit and I was like oh no did we lose no we're good I, you paused for a, a few seconds you said kind sight and not hindsight yes I like that I like and that. so the people like going off of what you were saying you were saying it's like people continue to not learn so they're not going to get it and I, I feel like those people are the ones that are going to be like why do I keep doing this Yep. Why is why my can't life I stop doing this? Why is why is my life still the same? Why am I still repeating the same cycles? Why am I still in the, doing the same dumb stuff? Instead of that, what is there for me to learn? Because if you can identify those things, that's where you know. Okay, let me see what I can do next to, you know, do yep, the things. Make it a little easier. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, Jennifer. Um, what? How can we support you? How can we follow you? Where are you on social media? Yeah, so I'm on Twitch, and you call me Jennifer, which is fantastic. Sorry, that that sounds weird. (laughs) A lot of people don't realize that my Twitch username or my Twitter handle, Jennifer, they they read fur and they see fur. They don't often get Jennifer out of that. Really? I have it written down, like, not going to lie. I don't know if you can see it. Get a little yeah, yeah, and, but that's but it's just Twitch. funny because there's a lot of people who are like, "Wait a second, Jennifer is Jennifer. Why did I never put that together?" <laughs> and so, I I'm I'm bringing it up just to say that like, it really didn't tie in very much at all. But I'm Jennifer on basically like all of the platforms, whether it's Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. I think like Pinterest, um, TikTok. Uh, Jennifer is J E N N Y. F-U-R-H-H. Don't ask me why the H's are there. I think the ones with the Jennifer without H's was taken and I put one H and it looked weird. So I put two. You know, so we have a dog. His name is Beans. He is the color of coffee beans, like espresso beans. Um, Munster is the color of Munster. His name is Beans and it's spelled B-E-E-A-N-S. Because... Because I am special and he is special. So if people spell his name wrong, I'm really, really quick to correct them. <laughs> Valid. So, okay. Love so we that. can find you on Twitch, um, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, you said at Jennifer. Yes. Or, and, or, so like my kind of community or where I'm posting, like I post things more than on my Instagram um, on Art Hub Co., and Art so Hub. Art Hub, A-R-T-H-U-B-B, two Bs, because my last name is Hubs. Mm-hmm. And I, once I was like, oh, I'm like a hub of things. It's an art. It's like, I just, I want to be a center. I want to be a facilitator. I want to host. I want to bring the people together because I love connections. You're the plug. That too. <laughs> or, well, yes, I mean, essentially. And so Art Hub, it was just so happened. I was like, ha Hubs. Nice. And so that's where the double B comes from. Um, so Art Hub Co. Co. Um, and that's Instagram and also Pinterest. I, I'm trying to post more of the mental health things on Pinterest. Um, that might be it for for those two. Um, and then theArtHub.com is my website, which is still 
under construction. I mean, everything's there, but it's not the best. Hey, um, this is there. So, but you can download. You can download your own mood meter. Nice. You can do that at your web uh, at, at your website. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Perfect. I think and there's that, a light mode and a dark mode. That's awesome because that's going to let a lot of people um, kind to kind of, and I'm big on trying to articulate your feelings and being able to understand them to a point where you explain them to yourself and then you can explain them to other people. That yeah. is going to help a lot of folks. So much, so much. Because if you know how you're feeling, you're, you're able, you have more of a chance to communicate that to someone else so that they now have that knowledge and know how to because sometimes funny jokes aren't that funny to some people depending on how they're feeling and you can get away like you can get around that if we learn better communication skills <laughs> absolutely absolutely okay so i have one other question for you what is your definition of resilience I was not prepared for this because resilience at first, when I heard the word, I was like, yes, resilience is amazing. This is like the strength to get through the thing. Um, but then as things kept happening and I kept learning about all of the things that, well, resilience is really just something that, you know, I don't want to say we all have, maybe we do, maybe we don't, I'm not sure on that one, but like in the sense that, yeah, we're resilient. Because we have to be. Mm -hmm. I've been being, I'm, I'm tired of being resilient. Mm -hmm. um, so are. that's why I'm saying it's like, I, that's unexpected and I wasn't prepared because I, I, I know and I understand and I appreciate, you know, the resilience, but then this, this newer discourse of I'm tired of being resilient. Why do we always have to be the resilient ones? Why can't the outer things, the larger, grander, like macro scale societal country like law just different things why can't those start changing why do we have to keep being the resilient ones mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're thinking of resilience on a on a huge scale how would you define resilience in your life in my life mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a it's a doozy I don't want to cheat, but I kind of want to ask you to give me the definition so that I can better get the words that I need because nothing's coming up. So, so resilience is basically the ability to bounce back from difficult and tough situations. So your ability to continue to want to do this work after getting fired those three times. Why do you want to continue to do this work? For what I, I have an answer, but I think it's because I'm like, this isn't grammatically or contextually correct, to sh but just feelings. Just say it. Yeah, absolutely. Just feelings, feelings, helping people continue to learn about feelings. And because it's just going to continue to help me learn about my feelings and just continuing to like learn and grow because I know that whatever learning and forward movement I do it is absolutely going to benefit the people around me and I want to help the people around me and I know that I'm not very great at helping them if I'm not 100% <laughs> absolutely absolutely and and that's right there would be my definition of uh resilience and action as in the fact that yes you faced those situations where stuff happened right 
at your jobs, um, in your life, but you're continuing to want to, hold on one second, rude. You're continuing showing up. Showing you, up. Exactly. You showing continue, up. You, you, you continue to show up and show up authentically as the self that you are today. Perfect. I know I can keep showing up. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jennifer, this has been fantastic. I am absolutely so excited for this episode and I'm so glad you decided to spend some time with us today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Oops. One second. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Resilience in Action with Erin Brown. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And I want you to remember one thing. Resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.